Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest in Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Jeffrey from D23. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And together, we're taking you Inside Disney. Hi. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. How's everybody? We're back. Good. Very happy to have had a three-day weekend. How about you guys? Same. Honestly, same. Can we do that every week? Mm. All right. (laughs) I'm on board. I'm on board. What'd you guys do? Any uh, Disney magic? Yes, I went to California Adventure for the first time for funsies since like late 2019. It was a huge deal for our household. (laughs) That's as magical as it gets right there. That's awesome. It was so much fun. I smiled so much that my like cheeks are sore today. My legs are sore from all the steps that we took. My couch really missed me, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, Sherry, favorite Disney park snack. Okay. What you have? Fav- <laughs> well, first stop, before we did like anything, we went to Pim Test Kitchen, of course. Yes. yes. I got the not so little chicken sandwich. I got yes. the taco smash bar. Yes. It was incredible. We got to do web slingers. We did Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. I got to experience Fill Our Magic with the new cocoa enhancement. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey, you're right. It is yeah. incredible. Mm-hmm. We had a chicken shawarma at Shawarma Palace. That was a snack. That was not a meal. We had churros. We did alfresco dining at Carthay. Highly, highly, highly recommend the short rib bao buns if you get a chance to check that out. They're so tasty. Silly Symphony Swings. I missed that attraction. Oh my gosh, guys, I want to go back. I just want to relive yesterday, every day of my life. (laughs) Aww. That's sort of how I feel about a cruise. That's how I feel. But uh, yeah. yeah. And then back on your couch. Back on my couch. Yes, the universe is right again. <laughs> I love it. Well, I watched the Billie Eilish Happier Than Ever, A Love Letter to Los Angeles on yes. the Disney Plus. Yes, same. What was your favorite part? Oh, the whole thing. I mean, I feel like the entire special was a sensation for the eyeballs and the ear holes. Yep. That's my critic pull quote if I were a critic. <laughs> That's perfectly summarized. What were your favorite parts? Well, I felt like I was just on the front row for everything. It was so beautifully done. It was the drone shots for me. Loved it. Mm, And I just, you know, being here in New York, I missed the Hollywood Bowl. So that was so great that it was shot there. Yes. Well, speaking of the Hollywood Bowl, that's where I was this weekend. In person, though, not with Billy Eilish. (laughs) John Williams, maestro of the movies. It was a breathtaking, beautiful concert. And of course, he played some favorites from both Indiana Jones and Star Wars. Just nice. 89 years old. He is amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. What? He's 89. Awesome. He and Bob Gurr. Although Bob Gurr is about to be 90 in a a hot second. (gasps) Yep. We must throw a birthday episode. There you go. Yes. And I also finished, I talked about this a few weeks ago, but I finished If the Shoe Fits, the book by Julie Murphy. It's sort of a twist on the Cinderella tale with a healthy dose of The Bachelor thrown in. It was so good. It was the perfect read. It was optimistic. It was sunny. And her writing is just delightful. 
cannot say enough great things about that book. I'm going to put it out there in the universe that I think it would be a great Disney Plus movie. It's awesome. It was very, uh, I have no background information on that. I (laughs) just kept thinking like, oh, I want to watch this. And then I'd watch it as a series. Like, it's just so good. Love that. And a lot of big Disney news. Our guest from last week, Aquafina, is probably very, very happy since Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings smashed Labor Day box office records. Just incredible. Over $90 million over the four days. Just unbelievable. And a Labor Day weekend record. So congratulations to Aquafina, as well as to our guest today, Mr. Simu Liu, who plays, of course, Shang-Chi, is our guest. So stick around. He has great, great, great stories and some great answers that I was not expecting. (laughs) Yes. Love him. I will never get over his first chapter in terms of career choices. We'll get into that, but super fun story. (laughs) In Disney Channel news, the ghost and Molly McGee is getting a season two and season one hasn't even premiered yet. That's how good it's going to be. Season one premieres October 1st at 9.35 p.m. Eastern on Disney Channel following Under Wraps, the new DCOM. And it is about tween optimist Molly, who is trying to make the world a better place, and grumpy ghost Scratch, whose job is to spread misery. So we'll see how that goes. (laughs) Oh, we do have to mention one of the guest stars on the series is our girl, Yvette Nicole Brown. Yes. Of course. Of course. course. Love it. Love it. <laughs> New episodes roll out Saturdays, 9 a.m. Eastern through November 27th on Disney Channel with episodes on Disney Plus in October. Cool. Love that. I will say I'm a self-proclaimed grumpy ghost only because I don't really dress up for Halloween. So just <gasps> to... I don't that dress up for so Halloween crazy. either. Oh my gosh. Hol- oh my gosh. Sure, I mean, you, know you guys so follow no. me on social. You yeah. know how I go all out. The clunkier, the better for my costumes. <laughs> I, Not my I honestly can't wait for the debut. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and Tony, we've got more of it, Nicole Brown news. Yes, great news. Big news for our friends at Big Shot on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. The show mm-hmm. is just renewed for season two. How about that? Great news for our pals, John Stamos and Ben Nicole Brown, the cast and crew there. The show will resume production 2022 and Dean Laurie will return as the showrunner. Well, and in other Disney Plus news, Our friends at Disney Plus just released the teaser poster for the all-new animated Diary of a Wimpy Kid, which is going to be coming on December 3rd, and of course, based on Jeff Kinney's worldwide best-selling novels. So something else to look forward there. And even more Disney Plus news, just hot off the YouTube, Disney Plus debuted the trailer (laughs) for Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales, which premieres on October 1st. Like those Star Wars specials, the holiday one last year, this Halloween one. So good. So funny. If you have not watched it, head over to the Disney Plus YouTube page. Watch it now. It is hilarious. Of course, it is what happened after Poe and BB-8 end up in a castle on Mustafar and uh, a whole lot of crazy happens um, in a truly magical mm. way. And in other Star Wars news and another trailer news, Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's <laughs> Edge last call trailer was just revealed on StarWars.com. I watched it. And of course, Sherry, you and I have had the pleasure of being at Galaxy's Edge together. So mm-hmm. seeing some of these things rendered completely differently, seeing like Doc Ondar chat and you see Hondo... Onaka, voiced again by Jim Cummings. And of course, you've got R2-D2 and C-3PO and and Anthony Daniels is back voicing C-3PO. So, so much fun. It looks like a great adventure that people will soon be able to play on their own homes starting on September 15th. So there you go. 
Love that. Well, this is fun. Save the date for this one. Time 100, a special celebrating Time's annual list of the world's most influential people, returns to ABC Network on Monday, September 20th. It's produced by ABC and Time Studios and airs right after the season 30 premiere of Dancing with the Stars. I love the iconic Time 100 list, and I love that it's returning to ABC. It's a lot to look forward to. Mm, Very cool. Nice. Well, this month is Pixar Fest. If you are wondering what Pixar Fest is all about, it is this incredible, literally month-long celebration of all things Pixar, from a Disney Plus virtual film festival to cool sweepstakes to brand new product launches. There is going to be a character dance and pose social media challenge. D23.com has an awesome Pixar Easter egg scavenger hunt. So download that worksheet online. And what's cool this year is Disney is teaming up with Starlight Children's Foundation to create these really awesome Pixar-themed hospital gowns. And they're inspired by some of Pixar's greatest hits like Toy Story, The Incredibles, and Up. And each gown includes an interactive QR code that patients can scan on their phones to unlock these special Pixar animated pieces of content. So super cool stuff. For more info on that collaboration, check out starlight.org slash Disney. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Well, Sherry, I know we were just talking about it. Halloween, one of your favorite times of the year, not as much as Christmas, but it's, (laughs) it's like Christmas Eve Eve Eve. Inform has just posted their 31 nights of Halloween schedule, 31 nights, of course, starting October 1st through the 31st. Some of our favorites like Hocus Pocus, Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, the classic Halloween Town, Toy Story of Terror, and so many more. And of course, making its free form premiere is Maleficent Mistress of Evil. So D23, of course, has the complete lineup of all the movies. So you can tune in there. But another Halloween news, Sherry, I know you mentioned you went to DCA and had a fabulous Mm -hmm. time. I got to go down on Friday for the very first day of Halloween time at Disneyland Resort. Cool. Awesome. It was so cool to be back there, uh, even though I'm not a big Halloween person, it's still, I mean, it's Disneyland. So first of all, Disneyland, anything is amazing. <laughs> Got to go on Haunted Mansion holiday. Uh, it's 20th presentation. It's amazing. The gingerbread house is super cool. It's like an amalgam of castles from the previous <laughs> years. It looks unbelievable. And of course you get that delightful whiff of gingerbread as you're going by in your doom buggy. Got to go through Radiator Springs, which is, of course, Radiator Screams for Halloween. So many cool details. It could just be that they put in so many details. I feel like Jeanette Lomboy may have said something like this. There's so many details that you go back and you think, was that not there the last time? And it was. You just maybe didn't notice it because there's so much. The little pumpkin patch that are gas tanks. Yes. And one detail I noticed this time around was... They had these witch hats on top of the light posts, but the witch hats were like traffic cones painted black that were kind of melting. It's like, what? I never know. How did I not notice this before? It's such incredible (laughs) attention to detail. Yep. And the Plaza de la Familia is back at Paradise Gardens. It's there through November 2nd, inspired by Dia de los Muertos and a lot of great pieces from Coco there. You can meet Miguel. There's an adorable little Dante figure that I may have posed with, with my tongue out, because that's just what the world needs to see. (laughs) And then the food, don't even get me started on the food. There's so much. You can go to d23.com or our friends at the Disney Parks blog have got many, many stories about all the things you can eat. They did give us an advanced sampling of a mummy Mickey Macron with cookies and cream mousse. Um, It was, I 
maybe ate too many of them. Oh, and I, of course, could not leave without my Jack Skellington head popcorn container. Did I eat all that popcorn? I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> and of course there's so much more in at night it, it's like com- like a completely different park especially disney california adventure at night so definitely have a look on parks blog definitely go visit halloween time it was so much fun <sighs> well sound the alarm or more like jingle those bells jeffrey <laughs> the holidays are returning to disneyland resort on november 12th which is like basically tomorrow the holidays at disneyland resort are extending this year through january 9th 2022 such holiday hits include a christmas fantasy parade believe in holiday magic fireworks spectacular snowfall over portions of main street usa it's a small world holiday and over at dca Festival of the Holidays, where you can discover the sights, sounds, and yes, the tastes of Christmas, Navidad, Diwali, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Three Kings Day. Over at Paradise Gardens, Mirabelle from the upcoming Disney Animation Studio film Encanto is going to make her park debut. And we just talked about Halloween at Cars Land, but Holidays at Cars Land is also coming up with Luigi's Joy to the World and Mater's Jingle Jamboree. So much more holiday magic is just around the river bend. So I cannot wait. It is here, Aww. you guys. It's... I like the Pocahontas reference too. Thank you. <laughs> ah, I can't wait. Yes. Well, happy holidays, Sherry. We're going to park hop over to Epcot now, where it was just announced that the creation shop will officially open on September 15th. Yay! Which also is the opening date for Club Cool, known for its tastings of Coca-Cola flavors from around the world, and is my <laughs> personal favorite place to prank all of my friends and family. Putting that With out. The oh, giving them like the, 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 would you say the Beverly? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> Not oh. so secret anymore for us, but the Creation Shop is located on the east side of Future World, as we know, at Epcot, and will be the flagship store for the theme park, taking over that role from Mouse Gear. Nice. Well, in parks news across the globe, Disneyland Paris is going to kick off its 30th anniversary celebration in just six months. On April 12, 1992 is when Disneyland Paris officially welcomed guests for the first time. And three decades later, the resort has become the number one tourist destination there. So the 30th celebration kicks off on March 6th of next year, and there will be experiences all across the resort Look out for more details on Disneyland Paris's 30th anniversary soon. I had the pleasure of going there in 2016. I think we're due for a revisit. I know we've pitched Inside Disney at Sea, Inside Disney at Spa. How about Inside Disney at Paris? Oh, yeah. Just throwing that out there. But of course, Mademoiselle (laughs) et Messieurs, we proudly present your podcast. (laughs) It's perfect. It writes itself. I can like, you know, do a couple of shout outs in my Ooh. mediocre high school French. Oh, love that. Perfect. But long before that, do you know what time it is? <gasps> is it snack time? Please, 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 it please, please. sort of is because it's the first thing on Sherry's list is a little yes. snack related Ooh. because it's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend. Courtesy of our friends at D23, the official Disney fan club for complete details. Visit D23.com. Sherry, what tasty morsels up first? The first tasty morsel is Disney's Magic Bake Off. New episode this Friday, September 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern on Disney Channel. And they are doing cakes inspired by the Lion King this time around. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
if only we had someone on the show who could talk about these things i guess we'll see hmm. dun, dun, dun. Hmm. what well, a tease also on friday the 10th everybody say arg Arg. Arg. There you go. Thank you. It is the 10th anniversary of Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger <laughs> Tide. So what better thing to do than watch that on Disney Plus? Nice. And on Sunday, September 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC is a new episode of Celebrity Family Feud, including Ooh, stars like Fran Drescher. <laughs> and oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. And NBA star Chris Bosch. It's going to be great. Very cool. Well, on Sunday, September 12th at 8.30 p.m. on Freeform, it's the game plan, which I'm told is about sports. But it does feature <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. That's all I got. Love it. And finally, this weekend on Sunday, September 12th, catch an all-new episode of To Tell the Truth at 10 p.m. Eastern on ABC. Love that. All right. On to today's guest. And it's pretty hard for us to imagine that just a few years ago, this guy was laid off as an accountant by the consulting firm Deloitte. Hard to imagine because after watching his incredible performance in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, it's hard to imagine him as anything other than a superhero. So please welcome to the show, Simu Liu. Hi, thank you so much. It's so good to be here. I have some stock photos of me rocking a boardroom. <laughs> So if, you, if, you, if you're having trouble imagining me as an accountant, I will refer you to those terrible stock photos that I took a bajillion years ago. I mean, I love a how it started, how it's going comparison for sure. Oh, especially yeah, if we can definitely. get a stock photo in there. Worst $120 I ever made. <laughs> well, congrats on the success of the film. It is truly amazing. Even better, while we know Marvel Studios already had you in mind for the role, we love that you kind of manifested this with your tweet back in 2018. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I actually don't think that Marvel had me in mind. I don't think that I was on anyone's radar. I think I had maybe like 37 followers at the time. And when I tweeted it, I really further don't think that anybody from Marvel ever read it or acted on it. I mean, what I really did think that it did was it gave me a target and it gave me something on the horizon to say, I'm headed that way and I'm just gonna go. And I don't care if I never get there. I don't care how long it takes. I'm just gonna keep going and, and you know, I'm gonna see what happens. And I think that's the power of like vocalizing your dreams, vocalizing your ambitions. I think so many of us have inside of us these like dreams that we never really allow ourselves the permission to voice. And, you know, we, we judge it before it ever kind of escapes us because we're so scared of maybe what the world will think. We're so scared of failing or we just think that it's flat out, you know, ridiculous and unrealistic. But I'm glad. I think the reason why so many people are responding to this idea of like tweeting it out, shooting your shot is because... Yeah, I mean, there is power to manifesting your dreams. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, you never know. You never know who saw it. Twitter works in strange ways. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> All right, we have to talk about that scene on the bus. Not only are the stunts and fighting amazing, you're balancing that with carrying on a full conversation with Aquafina's character. So what was that like to film? It was a lot of fun. I mean, we shot the whole sequence over about four weeks in Sydney. We had shipped two San Francisco city buses down 
with us and put them up on, you know, gimbals, suspended them 50 feet in the air and started just shaking them around like there was a, like it was a ride at Disneyland. And so it was just hours of being in that gimbal setup every single day for about a month. You know, I, I say it was fun. I did bang my knees, my shins, my elbows on, on just about every single square inch of that bus working with Florian Montiano, who plays Razor Fist, who is also, of course, a very large human. We both kind of just found ourselves very constrained by the space. But of course, that's what makes the fight scene so special. We really use every single part of that bus. And, you know, my, my favorite stunt of mine that I do is the baseball slide over the top swinging over the side mirror and, and slamming into the door. You know, I'm extremely proud of it. Oh, I love that. So, well, you and Aquafina have incredible chemistry together in the film. Had the two of you known each other before filming? So we, I actually met Aquafina at my final audition, at my screen test. And, and I didn't know that she was going to be the one opposite me. And when I showed up and I saw her, I was like, oh my God, you know, I knew who she was. I was such a big fan of her work. And, and she, you know, gave me a big hug and she said, hey, I, I love you on Kim's Convenience. You're going to rock this. And basically just kind of lifted me up on what was essentially the most nerve wracking day I will ever have because it was, you know, the, the one day that you have the big audition, right? And then I remember the cameras rolling and just like our chemistry just escaping out. And it was almost a surprise to the both of us how easy and how naturally it just kind of flowed together. But it was very, very clear from the beginning that there was something really special there. And we carried that kind of chemistry right through to the shoot. And I think it was a big part of the reason why I got the role. Okay, I have to ask, when you're riding that absolutely beautiful dragon, <laughs> what were you really sitting on? <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> I was hanging on to a giant 3D printed blue thing that actually kind of resembled a dragon head. We had maybe like the eyes and the horns and, and just enough to kind of get the idea. And it was attached to a giant gimbal, like a mechanical bull at a country music bar. And we were riding that thing and just hanging on for dear life. And it was funny too, because obviously in that final sequence of coming out of the water, they had to wet down my suit from like top to bottom. I was absolutely soaked. And then I would get up on this dragon. They would point these massive fans at me to simulate the wind. And I just remember being so cold that it was like the water in my face. And then they would yell action. And then all of a sudden this dragon would start like whipping from side to side. So we would joke all the time, you know, Munger and I who spent obviously the bulk of our time on that dragon. We would joke that we were getting free rides at Disneyland. And that was what got us through. We were, we're both massive Disneyland fans. So just kind of thought of it as a day in the park. Wow. You're, all that's missing is a churro, a churro in hand. <laughs> I just needed a churro. That's right. <laughs> well, speaking of dragons and creatures, I have to say Morris might be the cutest thing ever without a face, <laughs> number one. Uh, we'd like to know if you're allowed to take a moment night. <laughs> I have a Morris plushie at my home. Uh, that being said, uh, when Morris existed for us on the shoot, he looked a little bit different. He was green and he was this like pillow type thing that was attached to a stick that uh, Chris Townsend, our, uh, one of our VFX supervisors would, you know, plop around with us. And he would just have like shaking slash walking, trotting along with us wherever we went. <laughs> that really, still really sounds great. cute. 
<laughs> it was super cute. It was. And what was cuter still was Sir Ben really, you know, seemed to develop a real chemistry with this Morris plushie and would talk to him and was just so committed to this character that, you know, it was like the rest of us had no choice but to commit as well. We just fully accepted the reality that this little pillow creature was in fact real and in fact a furry, no-faced mythical being with wings. Wow. Well, knowing because it's a Marvel film, of course, there are a lot of great surprises. <laughs> Which one was the hardest surprise for you to keep a secret? Oh, man, it definitely, I would say Trevor Slattery is probably the, that, that was a tough one to keep. I mean, you talk about such a massive callback to Iron Man 3, just that, like a strengthening that connection into the Iron Man universe from all the way back to the first movie where the Ten Rings are featured. You know, it just felt like such a full circle moment in the MCU and such an incredible honor too to have Sir Ben Kingsley come in and reprise his role for us. I mean, it was just an absolute pleasure to have on set. He was so incredible as Trevor. And of course we were told from the beginning, do not give away his position. Don't say anything. And uh, that one was hard. Although I will say a lot of other, you know, keeping Benny a secret was really hard and anything to do with any sort of dragon, we wanted to hold our tongue on for as long as we could. All right. Is there another Marvel character who already exists in the MCU who you don't interact with in Shang-Chi, who you would like to do a scene with? Wow. Wow. It's taking the whole MCU into account. Yeah. Very specific question. <laughs> I do have one in mind. Have you guys ever heard of Spider Island? No. No. Spider Tell Island us more. Is, it's a comic book run where Peter Parker loses his spider sense Ooh. and has to uh, come to, to none other than Mr. Shang-Chi for a little bit of kung fu or martial arts brush up because he needs, you know, in, in the absence of like a sixth sense to tell him when attacks and danger are coming, he actually needs to like prime his reflexes and, and all that. So Shang-Chi actually works with him to develop a new fighting style and the two have a little team up. So I'm not saying that I know any plans whatsoever because I don't, <laughs> but I do know that comic and I am a big fan of it. So take that for what you will. Oh, I can see it now. We have a few people we could maybe, you know, funnel that idea to. As well. I think so. Maybe tweet at them or something. <laughs> it always does the trick. <laughs> yeah. So you're also voicing a character, switching gears a little bit. You're voicing a character in the new Star Wars vision short, The Ninth Jedi. Tell mm -hmm. us all about that. And I have to ask, do you get to say, may the force be with you? I believe I say something to that effect, which was absolutely incredible. Being a part of the Star Wars universe, even in, in such a small and tangential way, was pretty incredible. When I was asked if I would be a part of the English voice cast, I absolutely jumped at it and got the opportunity not only to, you know, be a part of the universe, but also to voice anime for the first time, which as an anime fan myself, I think was always something that I'd always been curious about. And it was really, really cool, you know, going in and listening to the original Japanese voice actors intentions, and then, you know, trying to put my own spin on it while, you know, at the same time, honoring the choices that that performer made. Yeah, it was just an incredible time. And I really hope that I get to do more in the universe, I, I will say. It really whet my appetite, you know? Totally. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, with like. Star Wars Visions and Shang-Chi, you've now had roles in the worlds of Marvel and Star Wars. Can we hope for a Disney animation or a Pixar project soon? Because we would love for you to complete what we're calling the quadfecta of Disney. Oh my goodness, the quad effecta. Has it ever yeah. been done before? Ooh, let's see. I know that a good friend of mine, Ming-Na Wen, has completed the trifecta by virtue yes. of being a Disney princess, a bounty hunter, and an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I don't know that she was in an animated and or a Pixar, a Pixar uh, project. Either. You might beat her to the punch. Oh man, that would be pretty crazy. But of course, I mean, I, I love Pixar. They're some of my favorite movies in the world. I mean, Inside Out yeah. gets me every single time. Literally, there's one scene in particular that I cannot get through without crying. So really, really deeply impactful movies. And uh, hey, always leave the door open. Is it the bing bong scene? Of course. Yeah. Take her to the moon <laughs> for me. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, I cannot believe we're already at the end of this interview. This has been amazing. We end every interview with this question. What is your favorite Disney memory? Oh my goodness. Well, I feel like mine will be very different than most people. I, I have actually had the distinct pleasure of having a superhero outfit custom made for me. So I will say my favorite Disney memory is trying on that suit for the first time looking at my reflection in a mirror and seeing the world's first lead Asian superhero and understanding how much that will mean to, you know, kids of, of this generation who will see themselves reflected in a whole new way that they've never seen before. Wow. Yeah, that's super powerful. I mean, Tony and I are both Asian American, so that's very impactful for sure. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. Congrats on the film. And we cannot wait to see how you complete the quadfecta. No pressure. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll check back in when I do. Just tweet it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Simu was awesome. Mm -hmm. That was yes. so great. And I love when they're able to reveal any ounce of secrecy or anything they did on set, including... Yeah that dragon, what he was actually riding on. It was hilarious. <laughs> so good. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, just hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.